am Carrie Marshall and I'm a progressive activist. I support Progress Texas because they keep it real and spell it out for us, what's happening in Texas politics, but they make it really fucking fun. It's Friday, February 16th, 2024, and this is the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch. Rapid response on the breaking news stories Texas progressives need to know. I'm Chris Mosier. U.S. House Republicans are fighting back against President Biden's recent move to pause new approvals of liquefied natural gas or LNG exports. Timothy Gardner at Reuters says a bill to strip the power of the president to do so passed the narrowly GOP-controlled House yesterday on a 224 to 200 mostly party-line vote. We want to send a quick shout-out to the Texas representatives who heeded recent calls from progressives back home in Texas concerned about the myriad negative impacts of LNG and voted against this measure. Alphabetically, they are Colin Allred, Greg Kassar, Joaquin Castro, Jasmine Crockett, Lloyd Doggett, Veronica Escobar, Lizzie Fletcher, Sylvia Garcia, Al Green, and Sheila Jackson Lee. Any and all of them deserve a thank you today from you, dear listener, for holding the line. We must, however, also note the Texas Democrats in the House who did not stick with their party and president on a dire threat to the safety and health of Texas residents. Those are Representatives Henry Cuellar, Vicente Gonzalez, and Mark Vesey. They all voted for this measure and should hear from their concerned constituents about that today. As has mostly been the story from House Republicans lately, this is mostly empty garbage anyway, as the legislation would have to pass the democratically controlled Senate and be signed by President Biden to have any effect at all, and that ain't happening. Coverage of yesterday's federal court hearing on SB4, Governor Abbott's unconstitutional new immigration crackdown law set to take effect next month in Austin from Sergio Martinez-Beltran and Julian Aguilar at KUT in Austin, who say both the Justice Department and a coalition of immigrant rights groups had filed lawsuits against the state over SB4, which were consolidated and heard in federal court for the first time yesterday. Arguing for the Justice Department, Principal Deputy Assistant Attorney General Brian Boynton said the law is in direct conflict with federal immigration law, in part because of its provision empowering magistrate judges to return migrants to Mexico. While Ryan Walters, Chief of Special Litigation for the Texas Attorney General's Office, argued on behalf of the state that the measure does not conflict with federal authority, saying, quote, the orders to return are not removals. They are not expelling people, unquote, and right. Longtime federal judge David Ezra, a Reagan appointee, pressed both sides but showed notable skepticism about the state's position, especially SB4's provision that federal asylum proceedings can't prevent the state from sending a migrant back across the border. Ezra says that's contrary to current law, which allows asylum to be a defense against removal efforts. Ezra also wasn't buying the state's argument that Texas is under an invasion, triggering all the war games theater we've seen down at the border lately. Ezra acknowledged the high number of illegal crossings into Texas lately, but he rejected the state's characterization, saying there is no evidence Texas is at war. Kristen Etter of the Texas Immigration Law Council weighs in here to warn Texas business owners who rely on immigrant workers what the law and others like it will do to their labor pool, saying, quote, These new laws are coming for your workers, your roofers, your builders, your waiters, your neighbors, and your friends to turn them into criminals and to deport them, unquote. Those paying attention will remember the name Daniel Perry. He's the U.S. Army sergeant who was moonlighting as an Uber driver back in the summer of 2020. 
In the midst of the Black Lives Matter protests in Austin over the killing of George Floyd, Perry shot a protester to death after having driven his car into the midst of a protesting crowd and was last year sentenced to a 25-year prison sentence for murder in a case that sparked advocacy for Perry from ultra-conservatives. Tony Plohetsky at the Austin American Statesman breaks the news that the Texas Board of Pardons and Paroles, acting under the direction of Governor Abbott, who of course appointed them to their jobs, has begun a review into whether it will recommend clemency for Perry, a revelation that threatens to reignite a firestorm over what critics call a blatant politicization and an affront to the criminal justice system. You'll recall that last April, Governor Abbott immediately directed the board to review Daniel's conviction after a jury in Austin found him guilty of murder and Garrett Foster's death after catching heat from then Fox News talking head Tucker Carlson pledging to sign a pardon for Perry as soon as it should hit his desk. Right after that, State District Judge Cliff Brown allowed the court to unseal evidence that jurors did not see in trial that included blatantly racist and violent statements by Perry, after which Governor Abbott piped down about the case and has said little since. Great work, as always, by ace reporter Tony Plahetsky at The Statesman for breaking this one important read and one to follow in the show notes. Up to Dallas for a local scandal involving that city's mayor, most recently mentioned here in his recent sudden and unexpected flip from the Democratic Party to the Republicans, making Dallas the largest city in the country with a GOP mayor. Ryan Osborne at WFAA in Dallas says Mayor Eric Johnson confirmed in a statement yesterday that he and his wife of 16 years are divorcing in response to new details about the divorce reported in Dallas's D Magazine, which include allegations from Johnson's wife Nikita that the mayor has had an affair with a City of Dallas employee and that she caught him being unfaithful with the staffer at their home in 2021. Allegations Mayor Johnson denies while asking for privacy for himself and the couple's three children. More details and their tawdry in the show notes. We've spent the last couple of days in short interviews with Progress Texas's five newest endorsed candidates for office, and two of their opponents pop up in the news today. First, new writing on Democratic House Representative Sean Theory. Yes, she's a Democrat, and we've endorsed her primary challenger, Lauren Ashley Simmons, for the reasons Zach Despard of the Texas Tribune lays out. In particular, Theory's breaking with her party to support Senate Bill 14, legislation to bar gender transitioning care for children and teens. A vote seen as a betrayal by Democrats committed to protecting LGBTQ plus rights and some of our most vulnerable Texans. As a result, Theory's small dollar donations have largely dried up and she now relies heavily on wealthy Republican donors to fund her campaign. Despart writes that more than a third of Theory's donations over the past year have come from individuals or groups who typically support Republican candidates, which is highly unusual for an incumbent representing South Houston's deep blue District 146. Theory has accepted $10,000 from Doug Deason, a conservative activist, and $15,000 from Deason's pro-school voucher Family Empowerment Coalition PAC, which we mentioned just yesterday in regard to their cynical and misleading ad campaign against Republican House members who voted against school vouchers. Progress Texas proudly endorses Lauren Ashley Simmons in this race and encourages District 146 voters to take this seat back from an elected official who has clearly abandoned her progressive principles. 
Progress Texas has also endorsed Dallas area high school principal Sam Epler in his much more uphill battle to replace MAGA crusader and darling Beth Van Dyne in the U.S. House of Representatives. She's being written about today by Miranda Nazaro at The Hill after getting into a verbal scrap with CNN anchor Brianna Keelar on that network this week after Keelar pressed Van Dyne on the House GOP's efforts to secure the U.S. southern border and in particular fact-checking Van Dyne's incorrect argument about criminal conviction rates among undocumented immigrants. The two talked over each other until Keelar threatened to cut the interview off. Beth Van Dyne's horse shit and her zeal in shoveling it around are part of our reason, one small part really, for endorsing Sam Epler to challenge her, but he needs your support in this gerrymandered deep red district. More from Sam and all of our new endorsees coming on this podcast feed later today, and you can learn more about them right now at progresstexas.org. Well, not right now, after we get done in just a couple of minutes. A mostly positive story out of Houston, as Ugochi Iloka at KHOU-TV tells us of a legal win for a beleaguered homeless outreach organization. A court order issued Wednesday says the city of Houston must allow the nonprofit group Food Not Bombs to continue their work serving meals to the homeless without penalty, ordering city officials to stop enforcing a law that requires permission before anyone can serve more than five people in need on public property. That's great news for Food Not Bombs, but there's a catch here. The court wants this small local org to cough up a bond for city cleanup of $25,000 or one of $2,500 if they can arrange for their own trash storing materials and hand sanitizing stations. In other words, a green light and a price tag for continuing their years-long effort to help some of Houston's most vulnerable residents. Houston progressives, food not bombs, could sure use your help. See the link in the show notes. Progress Texas continues celebrating Black History Month throughout the month of February. A great calendar of related events is up now at ProgressTexas.org, including the following for the weekend. Tonight in Houston, Rhythms and Reflections, Echoes of Black Legacy, a night of music and images celebrating Black History Month. This happens at Discovery Green tonight, starting at 7. In San Marcos tomorrow, Saturday, check out Black Pride, a conversation for the soul, an event celebrating and honoring black LGBTQ plus folks' achievements and history at Cephas House on Martin Luther King Drive in San Marcos, 11.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. on Saturday the 17th, tomorrow. Also tomorrow in Dallas, the African-American Read-In, a community celebration organized by the National Council of Teachers of English to make literacy a significant part of Black History Month. That happens tomorrow, Saturday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the African-American Museum of Dallas on Grand Avenue. And throughout February in San Antonio, check out prints by contemporary black artists on display at the McNay Art Museum. Full details on these events and and more for Black History Month again at the website. Also through the month of February, we're looking for 29 committed Texas progressives to support our important work by becoming recurring donors, one for each day in this leap month, much like Camille Tucker, Jeb Boyd, and Sarah Aberg all have during our February member drive. More details on that at the Donate tab at ProgressTexas.org. Another super stylish way to support us this election year is to grab the merch to match your progressive values at our always open web store at progresstexas.org. We've got Y'all Means All, Revolution, and our most popular Humans Against Ted Cruz t-shirts, all union made right here in Texas, available for your procurement with which you're supporting our important work. We appreciate it very much. That's the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch for this Friday, February 16th, 2024. Links to all these original stories can be found in our show notes. If you're enjoying our podcast, an easy way to 
help spread the word is to leave us a positive review on the podcast delivery platform of your choice and be sure to tell your friends about us too. Progress Texas is a nonprofit rapid response media organization promoting progressive messages and actions. While campaigns come and go, we're the permanent home for progressive media and action in the Lone Star State. All about what we do at progresstexas.org. I'm Chris Mosier. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day and a great weekend. We'll see you again on Monday morning.